Hey, thanks for checking out this message from LifeGate Church. We hope that God uses this message to encourage you and to help you live in the freedom and purpose that Jesus has for your life. Well, hello everyone. Great to see you all today. Great to have you with us at church today. Uh, I want to welcome those online who are joining us. Thanks for joining us. Great to have you as well. And uh, I'm just going to pray, and then we're, we're going to dive into what God has for us today. So, Father, we thank you that you are a God who is active, who's wanting to be involved in our lives. And so we pray as we come to you today, as we open ourselves up to your word, we pray that it would transform us. We pray that we would gain a deeper insight of who you are, and we pray that that would challenge and shape the way that we live into this week. We pray this in your name. Amen. Well, um, if, if you haven't seen the posters, or you weren't here for Vision Sunday last week, um, we have a theme as a church going into this year, which is faithful which is all about being full of faith. What does it mean to be full of faith um, as individuals, but also as a church community? And so I encourage you, if you missed Vision Sunday, uh, head to our website, check out what Nathan spoke about last week, um, because it's really going to set us up well for this year around this theme of uh, what it means to be faithful. Uh, If I haven't met you, my name's Andrew, and I lead our uh, online team here at LifeGate, and uh, one of my favorite things I get to do is preach the word, and so I'm excited to share with you today. So I just want to recap something that Nathan talked about last week. He talked about three types of faith, and the three types of faith he talked about was the first one was saving faith. So that's where we make that initial decision to follow Jesus. The second one he talked about was about resting faith, which is when actually we just need to rest in uh, God's nature, in his character, in his promises, and we need to allow God to move and do what only he can do. And the third type of faith is about stepping faith. That's the time where it's actually our job to step out and to trust God with the outcome. And it's the three of those things together, which Nathan talked about, that's, that's what it means to be faithful or full of faith. Actually, we can't just have one type of faith. We need all three of those. We need times, firstly, where we take that initial decision to follow Jesus. There's times where actually we have to wait for God to move. And we have to pray and we have to put our trust in him and be patient. And the third type where we actually need to step out and we need to trust that God's going to meet us with that outcome and trust God with the outcome. And so I kind of want to continue on about that. And I want to talk about the difference between resting versus stepping faith. And there's um, a few times in my life where... I've had to do both of those things. And what I found is that often resting faith precedes stepping faith. So oftentimes you're waiting on God to move 
and then you step out. And uh, there's, um, there's two sh- stories that I want to share about that. The first one was about um, when I was 18. Um, so I, I had some radical experiences with God um, just before I turned 18. I thought that I was going to go and study in this direction. And then actually at the end of high school, I went and had a radical experience with God where he was moving powerfully in my life. And I said, all right, well, what, what, what do I need to do about that? And so I spent some time praying and really felt that what I should do is go and study theology. Now, that might not seem like a big deal, but I had a lot of like youth leaders and youth pastors who were like, oh, you, you should go and be a youth pastor. And I was like, that is the last thing I want to do. Like, I could not think of anything worse, right? Or I'd make a joke like, oh, yeah, maybe if I don't get into uni, I'll be a youth pastor. Because that's kind of how I thought about it. But then I, um, after having this radical experience with God, I went, actually, God, I want to give you a few years of my life and allow you to shape me into the person that you want me to be. And so I stepped out. I moved out of home. Uh, at 17, I moved to the other side of Sydney and studied theology and worked. And um, during that process, I really felt this burning desire that God wanted me to lead and care for his people and to go into pastoral ministry. Now, over the preceding years, obviously, I looked for opportunities to, you know, opportunities to leave to serve God's people. And so I'd apply for all these ministry roles. And um, every time I'd get knocked back because I didn't have experience, which I was always like, well, how am I supposed to get that? And I'd always get these strange answers of like, oh, well, if you want to get into youth ministry, look for a church that doesn't have a youth ministry and approach them about starting one. Or just serve for a very long time until the other person leaves and then you can step up into it. Which I was like, that's not very helpful. Um, and so I had this time of waiting where I was, um, I was studying with all my friends and all my friends started to get jobs in churches or other ministries. And it ended up being a point where it was about five years and I still hadn't got a job And I was kind of questioning, God, is this really what you've called me to do? And all those doubts and thoughts start to creep in like, oh, well, all my friends are, you know, getting into this. Is is there something wrong with me? Like, why, why am I the only one that suddenly can't seem to find a job? And so this there was this long period of waiting until I met Christy, and we decided to get married, and I moved over to LifeGate. And suddenly, um, after serving here for a while, there was an opportunity, and Nathan asked me to come on staff. And so, as I said, it had been about five or six years at this point, and I'd gone through moments of doubt, up and down, over many years, 
And it was a long period of waiting. But since then, there's also been a number of times where I've had to step out in faith and expect and trust God with the outcome. Now, uh, one of those times was... um, So I I only work at church part-time, and the rest of the week I work at a tech company um, doing some marketing-type stuff. But I wasn't doing that until probably about a year and a half ago, and I was working in a school. And at the start of the year, I felt God say, okay, at the end of this year, you're going to wrap up this role. And so I'm like, okay, if I'm wrapping up this role, what, what next, God? And I'm a person who likes to plan. So I'm like, okay, like, let's go through this step by step. Like, what's the process? What's the timeline? What's going on, God? And so I was praying about it all year. I'm seeking God all year. God, what's next? What do you want me to do? Which direction should I go? And the year kept ticking along and ticking along. And then it, it, it got to about September. I'm like, okay, God, like, I've only got one term left of school. What's going on? Like, what do you want me to do next? And so, as I was praying about it, I felt God say, I want you to, to put in your notice that you're going to finish up at the end of this term, and I want you to trust me with the outcome. Now, at this point, I'm, I'm married, you know, li- living, living in a house, obviously got bills to pay, all of that. So the idea of doing that, I'm like, that's just dumb. <laughs> Why would I do that without knowing the outcome? God, you've got to give me a bit more clarity. Like, what's going on? Like, I, I wanted it to be finish this job on Friday Start this job on Monday. Nice and neat, right? I can deal with neat. Messy, I can't deal with. And so, I put in my notice, and I'm still going like, God, what's going on? What's next? Until um, one day, I was having a chat with a guy that some of you may know, Sam Riley, and he was talking about how they needed some help at work, um, doing some contracting work, he thought I'd be great at it. Would I be interested? And I went, yeah, that sounds awesome. Now, a bit more context to this is that for probably about two years, I thought, you know what? I reckon I'd be really good at doing a marketing type role. Now, I don't have a degree in marketing. I'm just self-taught, and I like just playing around with software and systems. And I'd looked into doing some marketing stuff, but after doing a lot of years of theology, I'm like, I, firstly, my, my fee help doesn't have any more money to cover university. And secondly, I don't want to spend another three years of my life getting a piece of paper. Like, I'm not that patient. I've already done like eight years of study at this point. I don't want to do another three. And so I'm like, oh, well, that's a shame. Because who's going to hire me without a piece of paper? That's what it's all about these days. Until that opportunity came about. And now I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving the role, loving the team that I'm working with. And so both of those two stories are about moments where I had to wait 
but also where I stepped out in faith. And so I wonder if you've ever struggled with these ideas of either of resting in God and stepping out in faith. And so how can we be faithful or full of faith and know the difference between resting faith and stepping faith? See, as followers of Jesus, we're called to live a life that is faithful, that is full of faith in God and his promises. But I don't know about you, but sometimes I struggle with knowing when to wait on God and when to step out in faith. So first, we need to understand what resting faith is. Resting faith involves trusting in God's timing and being patient. It means resting in God and waiting for him to move and trusting that he will do what he has promised. And so, for example, resting faith might be waiting for a job opportunity. It might be waiting for healing in your own life. It might be waiting for a relationship to be restored. Now, for some of these things, it might be waiting a few weeks, might be waiting a few months. For other things, it could be waiting years or even decades. Trusting God that he's going to do what he needs to do. So that's the first type of resting faith. Second is about stepping faith. And uh, stepping faith involves taking action and stepping out in faith, even when we do not know what the outcome will be. It means trusting in God's provision and believing that he will guide us. And so it might be starting a new job. It might be moving to a new city. It might be saying yes to joining a team. It might be asking someone to do foundations and taking that opportunity to share your faith even though you don't know whether they're going to reject you or not. And so if you've ever struggled with resting or stepping faith, I want to say that we're not the first people to struggle with this. There's been people throughout history that have, uh, have been trying to seek how, how do I listen to God? How do I wait on him? How do I put my trust in him? But also, how do I step out in faith and trust God with the outcome? And so today, I want to look at the example of someone called Joseph in the Bible who gives us an idea of what waiting and stepping faith looks like. And so here's what we're going to look at today. We're going to look at, firstly, that resting faith requires patience and trust. Secondly, that stepping faith requires action and trust. And thirdly, that both are necessary for being faithful. And so before we dive into the story, here's a bit of context for you. So Joseph was one of 12 sons of Jacob in the Old Testament. He was his father's favorite, which made his brothers jealous. You know, when your kids ask you, you know, mom, dad, who, who's your favorite? And you're like, oh, I don't have favorites. But you know you got a favorite, right? <laughs> well, this wasn't a secret. Everyone knew that Joseph was the favorite. And so his brothers were jealous, so they sold him into slavery. Pretty harsh, right? I mean, that's like, there's like sibling rivalry and like bickering, but that's pretty extreme. And he was taken to Egypt. 
And Joseph worked hard and became a trusted servant in the house of an important man named Potiphar. However, he was wrongly accused of a crime and sent to prison. Man, this guy can't catch a break, right? And so while in prison, Joseph used his gift of interpreting dreams to help two of his fellow prisoners. And later he was called upon to interpret a dream for the Pharaoh, the ruler of Egypt. And his interpretation was correct, and Pharaoh made him second in command of Egypt. And Joseph's wisdom and leadership helped Egypt through a severe famine, and he was eventually reunited with his family. That's kind of the summary of the story that we're going to look at today. So the first part I want us to look at is this idea that resting faith requires patience and trust. It involves trusting in God's timing and being patient. It means waiting for God to move and trusting that he will do what he has promised. We see this in the story of Joseph in the book of Genesis. As I said, Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers and he spent years in prison before being raised up by God to become a leader in Egypt. And throughout his journey, Joseph had to wait on God's timing and trusting God's plan. And so Joseph was thrown in prison for a crime he didn't commit because of the false accusations made against him. And so I want to read from Genesis 39. This is when Joseph's put in prison. It says this, But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever was done there, he was the one who did it. The keeper of the prison paid no attention to anything that was in Joseph's charge because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it succeed. Now, obviously God was with Joseph in the prison. But the fact of the matter was, he was still in prison. He didn't know how long he was going to be there. And so he was waiting and waiting. And then the story continues... And it tells us that Joseph is waiting and he interprets the dreams of the other prisoners there who then get released. And so I wonder, these guys get released. I wonder if he's going, oh. And he he says to them, hey, when you get released, tell Pharaoh about me so that I can get out as well. And so they get released and he hears nothing. He's waiting in this prison wondering, maybe he's even questioning at some points, going, God, I'm I'm trusting in you. I'm waiting on you. When am I going to get out of here? And so the story continues, and it tells us in Genesis 41, after two full years had passed, Pharaoh had a dream. And so he's been waiting for two years And then one of the previous prisoners remembered that Joseph had helped interpret his dream and so told the Pharaoh about Joseph. See, Joseph had been waiting for two years, but regardless, he trusted in God's timing and his provision even when he was in prison. He knew that God had a plan for his life and that he would use him in a powerful way. See, resting faith requires patience and trust even when we do not see the way forward. And so I wonder for you, 
Where are you resting and waiting for God's timing and provision in your life? Where are you needing to have patience and trust him with the outcome, even when you don't see the way forward? So that's the first part that we're looking at, that resting faith requires patience and trust. The second part is that stepping faith requires action and trust. And so we've seen Joseph in the waiting, and we're going to see how he steps out in faith. See, stepping faith involves taking action and stepping out in faith, even when we do not know what the outcome will be. It means trusting in God's provision and believing that he will guide us. And we see this in the story of Joseph as well. Joseph's been in prison. He was suddenly summoned to interpret Pharaoh's dream. Now, it would have been easy for Joseph to be fearful and hesitate when faced with this opportunity. But instead, he stepped out in faith, trusting that God would use him to help save Egypt from famine. And as I said in my story, there's times where I've waited and stepped and waited and stepped. And we see this in Joseph's story as well. Now, before we go to Pharaoh, I want to go back to that story of the other two dreams that he interprets in the prison. Because it kind of shows us this dynamic of waiting, stepping, waiting, stepping. So he's, he's in prison, he's waiting. And then this is what it says. It says, when Joseph came to them the next morning... That's the other prisoners. He saw that they were dejected or, you know, they they were looking a bit flat. Fair enough. You're in prison. You're probably going to be feeling a little bit flat. And so he asked Pharaoh's officials who were in custody with him in his master's house, why do you look so sad today? They said, we both had dreams, they answered, but there is no one to interpret them. Then Joseph said to them, do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me your dreams. And then they tell him about the dreams. And then he goes back to them. He says, this is what it means. The three branches are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your position. And you'll put Pharaoh's cup in his hand, just as you used to do when you were his cupbearer. But when all goes well with you, remember me and show you me kindness, mention me to Pharaoh and get me out of this prison. I was forcibly carried off from the land of the Hebrews and even here I've done nothing to deserve being put in a dungeon. Now I want to unpack that dynamic of waiting and stepping because remember he's put in prison, he's falsely accused. So if that was me, I would definitely have some uh, issues with authority. Don't you reckon? (laughs) I'd be questioning authority And so he's waiting, and then suddenly these people say, I've got a dream, but there's no one. But here we don't see, we don't see Joseph going, oh yeah, I'm pretty good at that. He goes, is is God not the one that can interpret dreams? And he steps out, but then what happens is, this guy who's just got his dream interpreted, he forgets all about him. And he's back to waiting yet again. And then, as I said, two years later, he's brought before the Pharaoh. And so he interprets that dream. The guy says, oh, yeah, I know a guy who can interpret dreams, Pharaoh. He's in prison. And so the Pharaoh sends for 
Joseph. And Genesis, this, this is what it says. It says this in Genesis 41, 16. Joseph's before the Pharaoh, and the Pharaoh asks him, can you interpret this dream? This is what Joseph says. He says, it is not in me, but God will give Pharaoh a favorable answer. See, Joseph recognized that he was an only, only an instrument of what God was going to do. It wasn't about him, but it was about what God was going to do. He did not rely on his own strength or abilities, but instead put his faith in God's provision and guidance. See, stepping faith requires courage and a willingness to take risk, not for our glory, but for God's glory. It requires us to trust in God's plans and purposes, even when we do not understand them. And I want to say God is inviting all of us to step out in faith and to act in obedience to God's leading. This may involve stepping out of our comfort zone. It may involve taking a risk or it may involve making a sacrifice. However, when we step out in faith, we open ourselves up to the incredible ways that God can use us. We may not always know the outcome, but we can trust that God will guide us and that he'll provide for us. See, stepping faith is an important aspect of being faithful. It requires taking action in, God's, in being obedient to God's leading, even when we don't know what the outcome will be. And like Joseph, we need to trust in God's provision and we need to trust in his guidance, recognizing that he can use us for his glory. And as we step out in faith, we'll see God's plans and purposes fulfilled in our lives and in the world around us as well. And so I wonder for you, how can you open yourself to step out in faith, to take risks for God's glory, even when you don't know the outcome? That's the second part. That the first part is resting faith requires patience and trust. The second part is stepping faith requires action and trust. And the third part we're going to look at is that both are necessary for being faithful. See, both resting faith and stepping faith are necessary to live a life that's faithful. And maybe it's just me, but often I'm impatient and I want to see results immediately. Maybe you relate to that. However, resting and waiting on God's timing is an essential part of our faith journey. Joseph had to wait for years before God's plan for his life was revealed. Even in my story that I shared, I had to wait years wondering whether what God had called me to, whether I'd heard correctly or not. Joseph had to wait for years before that plan was revealed, but during that time, he remained faithful and continued to trust in God's provision. And similarly, we must trust that God's timing is perfect and that his plan for our lives will be revealed in his time. On the other hand, there are times when we need to step out in faith and take action. This is what it says in James 2. For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. See, this means that often our faith must be accompanied with action. 
Now, sometimes that action is waiting and being patient and putting our trust in God and his plans and his promises. And other times, it's stepping out and taking risks and trusting God with those outcomes. Joseph knew that he had to step out in faith and offer his help to Pharaoh in order to fulfill God's plan. And in the same way, we must be willing to take risks and make sacrifices in being obedient to God's leading. Both resting faith and stepping faith are necessary to living a life that is faithful. And we must seek God's guidance and his wisdom to tell us when to wait and when to step out in faith. And just as Joseph's story teaches us, God's plan for our lives is perfect and we can trust that he will guide us every step of the way. And so today we've looked at this, that resting faith requires patience and trust. Stepping faith requires action and trust and both are necessary for being faithful. And ultimately being faithful requires a deep trust in God and a willingness to follow his leading, whether we're resting or whether we're stepping out in faith. As we trust him, not only will we find greater freedom and greater purpose in our lives, but we'll also experience the joy of seeing his plans and his purposes fulfilled in our lives and in the lives of those around us. And so what does this mean for you? What does this mean for you? Well, as I said at the start, there's many examples of resting faith and stepping faith in our own lives. And so as I said at the beginning, resting faith could be waiting for a job opportunity. It could be waiting for healing. It could be waiting for a relationship to be restored. Maybe there's those things that come to mind for you as you think about the areas of your life where you're waiting for God to move. And then also stepping faith, some of the examples, and it's not an exhaustive list, obviously, there's many different ways that we can step out in faith, but maybe it's starting a new job or moving to a new city or saying yes to joining a team or asking someone to do foundations and taking that opportunity to share your faith with them. Or maybe for you, there's something else that comes to mind. Maybe you've felt God stirring something in your heart for a while and you've been afraid of stepping out and taking that risk because you're not sure what the outcome is going to be. See, friends, the first step of living a life that is full of faith, that is faithful, is following Jesus. As Nathan said, it's about that saving faith. And so if you've never done that, if you've never said, Jesus, you know what? I, I, I want to I put my faith, I want to put my trust in you. I want to give you that opportunity. And I invite you to pray a simple prayer that goes like this. Father in heaven, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he died for me and rose from the dead. God, I'm sorry for choosing to live my own way. I choose to follow Jesus all the days of my life. Amen. Now, if, if you prayed that for the first time, if, if you put your faith in Jesus for the first time, 
I want to encourage you that living a life of faith, it's, it's, not a, it's not a solo adventure. It's something you do alongside others who can encourage you, who can support you. And so I encourage you to come down for prayer at the end. Let someone know that you prayed that so that we can connect with you, so that we can encourage you, so that we can support you. Now, for all of us, as we reflect on the examples of resting faith and stepping faith, let us ask God to guide us and give us wisdom in our own lives. Let us be willing to trust in his timing and his provision and to step out in faith when he calls us to action. May we be faithful, full of faith in God and his promises, and may we see his plans and his purposes fulfilled in our lives and the lives of those around us. And so for all of us, what I want us to do is I just want us to take 30 seconds and I'm going to invite the band forward and the prayer team forward as well. I want us to take some time. Where do you need to wait or where do you need to step out in faith? Where do you need to rest in God and who he is in his promises, in his character, or where do you need to step out in faith? Take some time to sit with that question right now. Ask God for his guidance. Ask him to prompt you. Before we sing, I just want to pray for all of us as we go into this week. Father, we thank you. We thank you that even in the waiting, even in the resting, that you're with us. We thank you that as we step out in faith, that we can trust you with the outcome. And so we pray wherever we find ourselves this week, whether we find ourselves waiting and resting or whether we find ourselves stepping out in faith, God, would you give us a greater sense of peace, a greater sense of confidence in your promises, in your character, that we can put our trust fully in you, that we can trust you with the outcomes. We pray that as we do that more and more, that we would be full of faith. Thank you for this theme that you have for us as a church this year. We pray, we celebrate, and we thank you in advance for how our faith is going to grow as we rest and we step out. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.
See? Oh, sorry. Church, I want you to imagine this here, right? I want you to imagine if we all did this, if we all strive to be faithful and we trust in God's timing and provision while also being willing to step out in faith as he calls us to action. Let's seek God's guidance. Let's seek his wisdom. Let's wait and let's step out and let's have faith that God will use us in powerful ways as we put our trust in him. And so we're going to sing a song that's all about never walking alone. And so if you find yourselves waiting and resting, or if you find yourself stepping out in faith, I want you to think about this song. I want you to think about the promises that God makes to you, that as you do that, you will never walk alone. So would you stand and let's sing together. Thanks so much for checking out this message. LifeGate Church has people meeting in person and online in many different locations and we'd love to help you get connected. My name's Andrew and I lead our online team here at LifeGate Church and it's our job to do exactly that. We'd love to help you find community, get support and prayer and take your next step. So why don't you connect with us and take your next step at lifegate.org.au and click the next step button.